Welcome to the Activations with JJ, Ascension Diaries, Part 4. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this series as much as I have had a pleasure in creating it for you. If you haven't ever heard this series before, if this is the first one you've heard, I do recommend that you go back to the first part and listen to them in order just because it can give you a framework for what my intention is for this series. But in a nutshell, I will share with you here that this series was created in order for me to share my experiences with ascension or shift, spiritual enlightenment, coming to a higher consciousness. There are so many ways to define it. I even have a hard time finding the vocabulary as I create this series and as I publish these to be able to really put into words what we're doing here. I think I have so many opinions and I've learned so many things about what it really is that we're going through. And I've used different vocabulary over time that has actually shifted. And much of what I'll talk about in this particular part of my Ascension Diary series in this episode is related to my my beliefs, honestly, about what it is we're going through and the different resources that I've used in order to come to the place that I am today. And really, I don't see it as having arrived. I still see myself on a journey. And I've now realized that there's not really anything set in stone that you can get to, that there's some things that are constantly changing. Your perspective is constantly changing. And you know what? That's part of this whole experience is learning to be in flow and rejecting the idea that there's this truth out there that you have to arrive to. And when you arrive to it, you're done. That's really not what this is about. So to take you back, I I usually do this in the episode. I'll take you back to kind of the first part of my journey and walk you through where I've been, where I am, and kind of where I'm headed with the subject that I'm talking about. And again, what I'm talking to you about today is really the spiritual communities that I found and also the resources. So the spiritual communities and resources that have helped me along my journey. Because this is going to be jam-packed full of people's names and possibly books, even Facebook groups or accounts I follow, I will be sure to put all of the links in the notes to this particular episode because I don't want you to have to try to search for them or Google them and not find them. They were helpful to me on my journey. I may not use them now or connect with them now, but they were part of my journey. And that is how I'm going to start out this this episode is by telling you what I said just a second ago, which is it's a journey. It's a flow. You're going to resonate with certain things and then you're not going to need those things anymore. For instance, this podcast, my podcast, I have no problem if somebody sits and binge listens to everything I have and then they decide that that's what they needed right then and they shift to something else. That's happened to me so many times. So to kind of give you an idea of where I've come from, like I said, I want to sort of paint a picture uh, by letting you know kind of where my, like my headspace, my belief system was. So I was raised in a fairly conservative Christian environment, and so much of my framework came from the Bible, from my ideas of the spiritual realm came from like angels, angelic things, um, any 
maybe visions were related to spiritual things, spiritual progression, and obviously with the center on Christianity and Jesus Christ himself. And that was the majority of my journey up until this point was involved in that realm and in that world. And it took me very, very far. It really opened my eyes to the fact that there are things I can't see physically that do exist. I think that's where I kind of where like the angels come in to play. And I still interact with the angels, although I see them in a different way than I used to. Um, as I've had personal experience with spiritual things, rather than listening to somebody tell me about spiritual experience or reading about spiritual experiences in scripture, that's where I felt the biggest shift. That can be also applied to what you listen to or what you read that's not necessarily related to a religion, but even just a spiritual guru or leader that you listen to. We are coming into a time period where rather than being happy with just reading a second or third hand account of something, we are actually first person experiencing spiritual events and interacting with multidimensional beings ourselves. If there were anything that I could encourage you to do is it would be to go to, to get to that point, to do whatever it takes to get to that point. In fact, as I do my one-on-one sessions, that's my goal is to help people get used to channeling themselves instead of depending on someone else to do it and get used to connecting with their higher self to really feel what that feels like and tap into that energy. And it's like a muscle. You have to exercise it and get used to it. That's what I've gone through. Because for so long, I was just consuming other people's spiritual experiences instead of having my own. Or let's just put it like in a percentage way. Maybe I was experiencing like 10% on my own and then 90% I was reading about other people's. Now, I'm not judging that. That's actually a part of my journey I honor. I think there's definitely a part of everyone's journey where you're opening your mind to different ideas and you're getting that from reading about other people's experiences the only thing is is that we shouldn't stop there we should slowly start to wean ourselves from you know reading about other people's experiences and actually having them ourselves we really need to shift into that and if you felt drawn towards that there are lots of different ways you can do that Um, I can explain a few here in this episode, but I also want you to seek out people who are looking to train you how to do that and help you how to do that instead of feeling like they have to be the only source of truth for you. I think that's something to look for in someone. So just to give you an idea again, I went through a lot of the scriptures and really dissected them and, and knowing more about the heavens, those were all ways that I progressed on my spiritual journey and my spiritual knowledge, my awakening, I guess you could say. In addition to that, I studied a lot of mystics. I think that was huge for me because what the mystics did was really understand our connection to source and to divinity. The mystics were still, uh, many of them, you know, you've got a lot of them were Catholic saints. If you study about them, you'll see how they were so much 
connected to source and so much connected to personal spiritual experiences. Something that the church doesn't necessarily encourage, to be completely honest. And I found myself realizing that the church structures are very much built on what our culture is built on, which is patriarchy and authoritarianism and top-down thinking. And there really isn't a lot of invitation for a common person to connect with God directly. You always have to have an intermediary there. And that's how they were set up. And they, they perpetuate themselves by continuing to promote those ideas. Now, I still have a lot of family and friends who are in those systems, as many of you may also have. And at the first part of my journey, when I really started opening up to other ideas and kind of stepping away from some of that cultural conditioning, that religious conditioning, I was very judgmental of them. I was like, how can they be so ignorant? And how, how can they not want to grow beyond that? And I've really shifted since then. And I encourage you to do the same. It's really hard to live in a place where you're looking at everybody around you and thinking, well, why aren't they more spiritually advanced? Or how come their consciousness isn't being raised? That's their journey. That's their path. You have to honor that's what they did. You also have to come away from any religious experiences that you've had or training that you've had with a sense of honor for what it did provide for you. I don't focus on maybe the negative aspects of it. I try to focus on what it did for me and how it got me where I am. I wouldn't be here without it. My journey would have been different. And so I try to avoid feeling resentful or kind of wondering, well, I really wish I wouldn't have had that. I just wish I never would have been involved with that. I wish I would have been spiritually awakened from the day I was born. But again, go back and think about it. Your contracts to do what you're doing on this planet have been fulfilled the whole way through. And now if you're in a different contract, you're in a different contract, but honor the ones that you've had. You chose them so that you could have those experiences for a reason. A lot of times I believe it's so that we can have this contrast and we can understand and compare and also be empathetic. I obviously can't have conversations with my friends and family members that are extremely open about spiritual subjects because my beliefs are so different than theirs. However, I find myself inviting and setting an intention that whenever I'm around them, that things will come up where we can, we can help expand each other, where there's, there's a feeling of openness and I, the words always come to my mind and in my mouth that I need to say to help them see things differently. If we feel like we're a way shower, sometimes our way showing is explicit. It's, it's very obvious we're doing it like me doing this podcast, but sometimes our way showing is just vibrationally and we don't do it with our mouths open. And sometimes our way showing is done a little bit more implicitly just by swapping out vocabulary words that you use that you maybe think, oh, they're, they're going to use this word, but I'm going to say source or I'm going to say love or I'm going to say things differently. Even just using a different word is going to create a different vibration that might open them up and open their thinking up to help them along their journey. And of course, I believe we have contracts with other people to help them and to be way showers for them. So that's kind of just a little tip that I have 
as you possibly exit some of the beliefs or leave behind some of the beliefs or move beyond, I guess you could say, some of the beliefs that you've had before uh, that you feel like were maybe some cultural conditioning is just to look at them and honor them and value them and to try to avoid being in the camp of uh, where you're feeling like you're very critical or angry or resentful. Those vibrations you can experience if you choose, but I found it served me better to move past those and to come into a place of acceptance of my journey and honoring the entire journey, every single part of my journey. So as I moved forward in my thinking, I started connecting. One of the first ones was um, I'm a healer and that was probably a really big sort of doorway into a new realm where I definitely wasn't thinking about extraterrestrials, multidimensional beings. I did have the idea, I'd heard of like rainbow and indigo children and that always resonated with me that I was one of them or that I felt strange. I felt like I didn't belong here. Now, you do belong here and I want to say that. I actually reject the idea that you don't belong here. You chose to be on this planet and have this experience so when people say they're lost or alone, um, you chose to come here. So you've got to figure out what your contract was. I think that's why we feel lost is maybe sometimes we don't realize what our contract was or why we're here. Or we don't live in the present moment and we keep searching and seeking for that other time and that other star family or whatever it is. But I feel like I'm meant to be here right now to create a soul family and a soul group here and that we came on this planet together. Some of you may be in my soul family and I'm so glad that if you've connected through the podcast and the YouTube channel that we found each other. I look forward to creating more opportunities to enhance the community and to possibly do some live uh, Zoom type meetings where we can really connect. But anyway, so I basically came to a point where I was moving beyond that and as my energy healing ramped up, I decided to become part of a Facebook group called the Lightworkers Lab. I really like that group that brought me into the world of channeling, which was really fascinating to me because I had sort of channeled before for sure, um, but not to the extent that I do now. This has definitely been something that's come incrementally to me and it's been a fascinating, fascinating journey. As you all know, when I'm usually commenting on Every time I do a different channeled energy, it's it's new to me and I'm learning. But if you go ahead and look up the Lightworkers Lab on Facebook and you see that that maybe resonates with you, you can check it out. There may be things in there that don't resonate with you and that's okay. You can leave the group. I actually ended up leaving the group because, not because I, I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me. I think I'm getting better at noticing when I'm done with something and not feeling guilty about it knowing I need to move on to a different vibration but the space that was being held in that group I actually feel like I was drawn to a person from my soul family in that group and that's that's a pretty cool thing is sometimes you'll just you'll just be part of a group for like a few weeks or you'll make a comment somewhere and you'll find that your people in your soul family are coming straight to you your soul group it, you just connect with them. I feel like that's that's like a whole another part of this Ascension Diaries that I could talk about, which I love to talk about because I've met some amazing people. But this Lightworkers Lab, again, is one of the ways I've done that. Through the Lightworkers Lab, there was a person on the Lightworkers Lab who mentioned a book. 
that I'd never heard of before and an author I'd never heard of before. And this is where we get more into the channeling. And that person is Dolores Cannon. And so most of you have probably heard of Dolores Cannon. She uh, created the quantum healing hypnosis technique, which is a modality where a person is taken through past lives and there's actually healing involved in it. And as time went by, Dolores actually amplified and expanded that method and made, you know, different observations about what it was. So if you read all of her books, you know, from the beginning to the end, you actually do see changes. But wow, if you read just the convoluted universe, books one through five, it will take you places you've never been. It will open your mind. It will give you vocabulary for things that you've never heard of before. That's one thing it did. If you go back, way back to my activations with JJ podcast, which is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the very first podcasts that I did, and I didn't have all the equipment that I have now, I didn't have the sound production that I have now, but what I did, I literally just used my phone and I would comment oftentimes on many of the things I read in the Dolores Cannon books. And then I kind of started, started channeling myself. So I found Dolores Cannon. A couple other people that I found were Cryon, who is channeled by Lee Carroll, and Bashar, who is channeled by, oh, I cannot remember his name right now, but I'll leave the leave the um, information in the notes here. But Bashar is another person that uh, is a channeled being, and I also listen to him. Those two are other uh, channels, other beings, energies that really connected uh, me to a different way of thinking and really helped me open my mind to multi-dimensional channeling. So as I exper as experimented with my own channeling, how did I start doing it? Okay, I obviously didn't start on a podcast. I wasn't going to just sit down and channel and record it for people when I had no idea what I was doing. So I sat down with my friend who was already a channel and a psychic and a medium. And I had done medium work before. I had done mediumship before, uh, channeling people who were, you know, who had passed on. But I hadn't done channeling of interdimensional beings. And she really helped me. And we would practice. She would ask questions and I would channel. And then I would ask questions and she would channel. And we met on a weekly basis. So I have put a lot of time into this. A lot of time. And I think that's one of the things that is important. Is that you put the time in. And I did it on a weekly basis. And I committed to it. And that is how my abilities of channeling have expanded is just committing to doing this podcast and this YouTube channel and connecting with those energies and almost sharpening my instrument or, you know, strengthening that muscle of clairvoyance and clairaudience and all those things we use when we channel. In addition to those people who I mentioned in those YouTube channels, there are a few others that I have found along the way. One of them is Lee Harris who really resonates with me right now. He's probably the one who I follow most. I love that he doesn't get caught up in fear-based thinking and fear-based uh, channeling or messages. I found that in the spiritual community, and if you're following some of these that I mentioned, please just know that your path is your own, you are unique, and I'm not judging it. But I'm, I'm beyond thinking the world's going to get destroyed or that the, uh, you know, that there's a secret covert group that's going to take everything over or that there's 
aliens that are going to take over and then there's a battle going on like that. I just choose to not live in that. The best way for me to help you understand how I can do that is to listen to the Lee Harris energy. It was actually just a message he posted on his YouTube channel a few days ago. I think it's called um, Separating Yourself from Chaos and Confusion. Uh, right now, I can't think of the exact name of it, but again, I'll leave the link. That was amazing because as empaths, if you start following a bunch of people who are all about fear and what's going on and conspiracy theories, wow, you can get, I got swallowed up in that. Let me be completely honest. I was totally part of that. I was doing all kinds of work uh, with those vibrations. Again, part of my journey. I'm not judging, but I choose not to do that anymore. So if there were anything I could leave you with is it's your choice. And if you transition from one YouTube channel and or Instagram account and you say, ooh, that Instagram account isn't serving me anymore. I've done that. I've purged my Instagram many, many times. I don't follow a ton of people because I'm very particular about what I consume. And as a side note, the people that I follow are probably going to be similar to the people that you follow simply because if you found me and you're listening to me, our vibrations are resonating at a similar wavelength. And so definitely go to the show notes, the description of the video and check out all of the people that I'm currently following or have followed. You might find somebody new that really connects with you and that really speaks to you and helps you along your journey. Again, thank you so much for being here to listen to this episode, this part four of my Ascension Diary series. If you have not already, please make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel or leave a rating on my Apple Podcasts. I would also love it if you connected with me personally, and you can do that by leaving a comment here. Tell me who you like to listen to. Who is it that you follow? And you can also DM me on Instagram or email me at activationswithjj at gmail.com. Please be on the lookout as well for part five in this series. I have to laugh because I honestly have no idea how many parts are going to be in this series. There's going to be a lot. But again, I just enjoy doing them so much. So be on the lookout. I'll try to put them out weekly. Um, I may miss a week here and there, but I'm trying to put them out weekly and also be on the lookout for more guided meditations and energy updates. As always, the light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste.